presented by Altria. Hey, good morning, Playbookers. I'm Raghu Munavalan. It's Tuesday. Today's show, a look at what's next for the January 6th committee. This is your Politico Playbook Daily Briefing. The January 6th panel issued subpoenas yesterday to a half dozen Trump advisors, including campaign manager Bill Stepien, campaign senior advisor Jason Miller, national executive assistant to the campaign Angela McCallum, and former national security advisor Michael Flynn. The Washington Post writes that two other subpoenas were issued to John Eastman, who outlined a legal strategy in early January to block Joe Biden from the presidency, and former New York City Police Commissioner Bernard Carrick, who led efforts to investigate voting fraud in key states. Here's one key line from the piece, quote, all of them reportedly participated in discussions about challenging the election results, though Stepien, according to published reports, was initially skeptical of claims made by some of Trump's legal advisors, including his former personal attorney, Rudolph Giuliani. Politico's Kyle Cheney, who with Betsy Woodruff Swan has been all over the January 6th committee news, broke down Monday's development in a note to Playbook, quote, the latest batch of subpoena targets fall primarily into two groups. The planners, Flynn and Eastman, helped Trump devise a strategy to stay in power despite losing the election. The implementers, Stepien, Miller, and Carrick, were campaign operatives and surrogates who helped reconfigure Trump's massive political apparatus into a disinformation megaphone, promoting stop the steal messaging. The sixth target, McCallum, was a low-level campaign aide who received orders from someone, unclear who, to call state lawmakers in Michigan and urge them to reject Biden's electors. The takeaway, per Kyle, at a more fundamental level. The latest flurry of subpoenas featuring bold-faced Trump world names show that the committee has shifted into a higher gear, preparing to do battle on multiple fronts with prominent figures likely to resist their demands for testimony. There's no indication the committee is done with its subpoena firehose either. January 6th committee chairman Benny Thompson has indicated that he signed 20 last week, but of those, just the six reported today have become public. All eyes are on Sean Parnell when he testifies today for the second and final time in an ugly child custody battle with his estranged wife, Lori Snell. The Parnell unequivocally denied abusing his wife and children on the stand Monday. The Republican Senate candidate in Pennsylvania is starting to bleed high-level support. Two sources familiar with the matter told Playbook the swirl surrounding Parnell has been intense. On Friday, Parnell was slated to hold a call with donors to answer questions about the status of his campaign, but canceled at the last minute. That's according to a supporter who was slated to participate in that call. That same afternoon, Donald Trump's team announced he would hold a fundraiser for Parnell and Mar-a-Lago in January, even though the event had been planned weeks before. After Politico reported that Dina Powell McCormick's husband, David McCormick, is considering entering the race, Trump's spokesperson, Taylor Budowich, then issued a statement seeming to double down in support of Parnell, claiming that the former president took, quote, careful consideration before making the endorsement. We reported last month, however, that some people close to Trump think Parnell was not vetted closely enough and that Trump was pressured by Donald Trump Jr. to make the nod. Parnell's issues are bigger than any frustrations with Trump's endorsement. Snell has claimed that he struck her and their children. Parnell said under oath that he was never physically abusive. One supporter said that some Parnell donors are worried about his ability to raise money after the trial. 
Parnell, who raised $1.1 million in the third quarter, a modest sum, especially after the Trump endorsement, has not been a prolific fundraiser. One advisor to the campaign said they believe Parnell can remain a viable candidate as long as he keeps custody of his children, which the judge in the case will decide in a matter of weeks. The person said Parnell will likely remain in the race until a ruling, even if his campaign is in limbo. But his supporters said that donors are getting anxious and that some are considering advising him as soon as this week to pull out of the race before the judge rules. Said a supporter, quote, even if his wife is carried out in a straitjacket, in some of these text messages, he's calling his wife a whore. This is not someone we should be sending to Washington. The Pennsylvania race is key to GOP hopes to retake the Senate. The seat is currently held by retiring GOP Senator Pat Toomey, but it's a prime pickup opportunity for Democrats. Here's what's up in Washington today, starting with the White House. At 10.15 a.m. Eastern, the president will receive the president's daily brief. At 4.40, Biden will speak at a DNC virtual grassroots event, following by speaking at a DNC virtual fundraising reception at 5.45. Principal Deputy Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre will brief at 1 p.m. with Commerce Secretary Gina Raimondo. The House and the Senate are out today. All right, that's all I've got for you today. For more news on what's breaking in D.C. right now, subscribe to the Playbook newsletter. That's at politico.com slash playbook. Our music is composed by Breakmaster Cylinder. I'm Raghu Manavala, and have a great Tuesday. We'll see you first thing tomorrow morning. We're moving in a new direction, moving forward and moving beyond smoking. We are Altria. And our companies are leading the way in moving adult smokers away from cigarettes by taking action to transition millions toward potentially less harmful choices. As we move from being known as a tobacco company to being recognized as a tobacco harm reduction company. Altria is moving beyond smoking. Find out how at Altria.com.